Hey, my name is Kelsey, and this is When I Grow Up, a podcast all about the lessons we would tell our younger selves, plus the stories of everyday people in their extraordinary lives. Get ready for some real, honest conversations about life, business, and mindset, all to help you get inspired and ready to take on the world. Whether you're starting a business, growing your empire, or seeking inspiration, I welcome you to the podcast. So pour a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and get ready for today's episode of When I Grow Up. All right. Hello. Welcome back to another episode. Today, it's you and me, and we're hanging out, and we are going to talk about a very specific thing, specifically how to say no. This has shown up in my life so much so that I decided to do an entire podcast episode on it. And fun fact, I think this is something that can apply to a lot of people. So we're going to really dive into why this matters. I have it kind of broken out into two sections. We're going to talk about saying no to different opportunities or investment that may show up and also saying no to clients, because ultimately I think both are important and worth talking about. So let's jump on in. First things, why the heck are we talking about this? I am pretty transparent with you guys. I've had a lot of coaches, masterminds, courses, academies, workshops, different things I've personally invested in for myself. And I'm currently in a season where I'm actively searching for that next investment for me so I can continue to pour into you guys and the people in my group and my clients. I think a lot of us go through that chapter, right? And in this time, I find I am so dialed in that I'm very confident And what is a hell yes and what is a no for me? And this is something that I didn't always have, which is why I'm so passionate about this specific topic today, because it's needed. This is a muscle I've had to grow. This isn't something I was just born with. In fact, I fell for a lot of tricks and and mistakes happened along the way where I invested in things that weren't quite the right fit. And if I look back, I can recognize where I made decisions off of the wrong pieces of information. So don't be like old me, tune in, listen up as we're going to dive into this topic, specifically how it involves saying no for you. And we're first going to talk about opportunities. So when I say opportunities, I mean a lot of things. I don't necessarily just mean, should I hire, I don't know, Kelsey as a business coach, or should I go to this retreat, or should I join this mastermind? I also mean things like, should I hire an employee? Is it time for me to outsource some things? Is it time for me to up-level my um, online onboarding platform that I use? Those are the questions I'm talking about when coming to opportunities. So this has a lot of application. So first thing I want to say about this is that we have three main bullet points. Grab a pen, grab some paper. We're going to talk about three things specifically around this. First, when it comes to how to say no specific again to those opportunities, is you need to know if something is a hell yes versus everything else. And I know that sounds easy, like saying it out loud, of course, duh, Kelsey, of course I should know that. But I think what people don't realize, myself included, because before I didn't know this about myself, you have to know, you have to build a system to be able to make these decisions. And I didn't have one before. So for me, I didn't know what was a hell yes or a no or a maybe or anything. I didn't have the tools in my own toolkit, the self-awareness to make these decisions. Because at the end of the day, rarely is it, oh, it's out of my budget. Oh, I don't have the time to do it. Oh, you know what? Actually, I've had a discovery call with a coach. She's great, but 
ultimately, I just can't do it right now. Rarely is it those specific things that actually are why you are not moving forward with this opportunity. It's something deeper. It's more internal. It's more emotional to that. And the further you can dig into that self-exploration, then you'll be able to know if something is an immediate yes or an immediate no. Now, I have a couple of rules of thumb around this. I don't make big business decisions in the same day. So my rule of thumb is I always need at least a night to sleep on it and process it. I also run it through a couple different people. And that is something I've had to learn as well. There were times where I was asking the wrong people advice or people who didn't quite understand what I do and if this opportunity would actually help me or not. And I think that's where you have to build a really strong armor for yourself when it, when you're put in these situations where you're having to make decisions and ultimately it's going to help with the success or potential failure failure of your business. So point number one, to circle it back to that, hell yes or everything else, you have to know what that is. And I'll, don't worry, we'll talk about how to get there in just a sec. Number two, I want you to ask yourself this question. When it comes to opportunities, if money or time was not an issue, would you do it? If you take those two things out of the equation, would you do it? Yes or no? It's that simple. I know I know that sounds like, oh, but it's so expensive. You don't even understand. I get it. I get it. But if the money isn't the issue, if everything else feels awesome and it's just what you need and it's resonating with you on a deep, deep level, then you can find a way to make that money. Sometimes that investment, you turn around and you're like, hey, wow, that just means I have to sign two more clients to pay that off. That is the best motivation to get off your butt and do the thing. So I think it's important to pull out the money thing, pull out the time thing, because these are things I hear all the time. Pull them out of the equation. Ask yourself, would you do it? Yes or no. And know that it's okay if it is maybe financially out of the budget, but don't, how do I word this nicely? Don't let that be the only thing. Be able to articulate what's happening deeper. You know what? It is out of the investment ability I have currently, but more so my business just isn't quite there where I can leverage this opportunity to its fullest potential. I don't want to bring the group down or, you know, I I just feel like I need to iron out a few things before I'm able to work with you. Be clear and honest with yourself. And when you are communicating with these potential salespeople, businesses, whatever they are, be aware for yourself and then be able to communicate that to them. So that can better their processes as well. The money and time thing, I'm telling you, I've talked to so many sales experts recently. I just had one on my podcast. It's not that. So if you say, I can't afford it, they're going to double down and they're going to ask you tough questions. So you better be prepared to answer those tough questions. Because again, at the end of the day, it's likely not that specific thing. It's something deeper. So be aware of it. Then number three, I kind of touched on this in the beginning, but when you're presented with these opportunities, again, whether it's hiring or a coach or a mastermind or a retreat or something that's going to help you level up in business. You need to create your own BS filter. And I just talked one of my clients through this exact process. He was presented with an opportunity, two of them actually, now that I think about this, they were both presented with opportunities. One of them was had a client who was approaching them. The other one was going to invest in themselves. And I didn't say whether to do it yes or no. I simply asked the question, is this like a hell yes? Like sell it to me. If this is a for sure yes for you, Tell me why. And neither of them could. They kind of were justifying it for different reasons. And ultimately, they both decided not to move forward. But the key here is this. They learned to build their own filters. 
Because what's going to happen when they're done working with me? They need to be able to do that for themselves. This is something I had to learn to do for myself. This is something you have to learn to do for yourself. But you need to create some sort of process when you are given these different opportunities that you're able to quickly discern whether it's a fit or not. And I am not perfect with this. This is something that recently I got down the road quite a bit with an opportunity that ultimately just wasn't the fit given all the (laughs) zero time that I have right now. And ultimately, I had to rerun it through my filter that it snuck through the first time. So be honest with yourself if that happens. I've been there. I'm not here to judge you. I'm here to share my personal experience and what I've seen my clients walk through. But what I do know is this. If it's an opportunity to level up your business, it's going to be scary. It's going to cost you some money. And it's going to be a little bit uncomfortable. If it feels too comfortable, odds are it's probably actually not the right form of investment for you. You are hiding in the weeds when you need to stick your head out a little further. But know that when you make these decisions and find the appropriate support for whatever you are looking for, if you come at it from these core needs, your core values, your understanding of your why, your familiarity with yourself and the big picture you want to go, if you're aware of those things then when you are connected to the right opportunity, it will immediately feel that way, period. So if you're in here to save money, if you're like, ah, the course is this much, but the coaching is this much, but the course is cheaper, that is not how we make CEO decisions. That is not how CEOs make decisions so that we are not going to do it that way. You need to have this strong armor, this awareness, and this filter system so you can quickly go through this process and hop on and join things that are going to be really in alignment with future you. And here's another thing I just want to add because it's Kelsey time and I love my tangents, but here's something I want you to listen up to, okay? The things you invest in today may look different than your current situation. What do I mean by that? When I had my hair salon, I was so in that world, I was constantly getting business support within the hair community. When I knew I wanted to get out, To get me out, I had to get support that was outside of the industry, even though I was still doing hair. But the tendency is to go to what you know, right? So if you want bigger, more different in your business, if you want to pivot your business, if you want to level up, it's going to take searching out that support, those opportunities outside of what your known is to make them happen. So I want you to know that. And then I want you to apply that filter system, build it and apply that filter system. And when you are presented with different opportunities, you'll have just a clear path forward. Because at the end of the day, they're going to come more and more. The more you stick yourself out there and the more you're open to support, feedback, coaching, whatever that looks like, people are going to sell you. They will. And at the end of the day, you also have to remember they are a business too. So they're going to come at you with their best foot forward. They're going to try to connect with you on an emotional level. And I just want you to take action if it does resonate and it seems like a fit, you should do it. I'm not for everyone. If you're listening, I may not be your coach. And that is okay. That's why I have this podcast. It's another great way to serve people. But if I am your person and you are sitting on the sideline, quote unquote, waiting for the right time, I want to tell you that there is no right time. Actually, the best time to to invest in yourself and get that support is the wrong time. It's when things are chaotic and stressful and overwhelmed because those are the times you need support most. And if you can create some strong systems and boundaries within your business during those seasons. When life gets off the gas, lets off the gas pedal for a moment, you're going to have so much more sustainability within your business that you're going to be able to be in this for the long run because perfect doesn't exist. The perfect time does not exist. 
And ultimately, bringing someone like me or a different coach into your mess is probably when you need it the most, because that's when you're in survival mode. Instead of tackling the 10 to-dos, you only have time for two to three. You might as well have an expert guide you through those and help you stay hyper-focused on them. Sorry for the tangent, friends, but we just had to go there. So to recap with saying no, when it comes to opportunities, just know Know how to make decisions. And if you don't, spend some time, do some soul soul searching, be more aware of what your why is. If you're not sure, read Simon Sinek, start with why, then please do this. Please do the part two workshop. Have someone be your mirror and help you come up with a why statement. There's tons of exercises out there that help you become more aware of how you're wired and also sit and dream and create a vision for where you want to take your life, where you want to take your business. So that way, the decisions you're making today point you in that direction. Again, if you don't do this, if you are stuck, if you are just saying no to everything or you're saying yes to too many things, it's because your filter is broken and it's time to rebuild it. Okay, I want to dive a little bit deeper and also take a slight pivot. So we're going to take a little left and then we're going to do a dive into saying no to clients. This one is hard, friends. And I. this comes from a deep place of experience for myself and so many of my coaching clients and their businesses too. Saying no to clients is can feel hard because we don't want to let people down. And I'm going to speak specifically to coaches, then we're going to open this wider, but specifically coaches, people in the education space, people who want people to live a better life. Oftentimes, hear me out. Oftentimes, the people who need you the most will never, ever, ever hire you. Yes, the people, the friends, sorry, the friends, the family, the small business person you meet at the networking event who's constantly complaining about their lack of clientele. All those people who desperately need your coaching service, your photography business, your branding strategy, they may not ever be your people, and that is okay. You cannot force people into your offers and you can also not force offers onto your people. It doesn't feel good. And I've, I've done this the wrong way. I will be the first to admit I did not understand the importance of sales and launching and just the formula and how that actually works. And I was so concerned with making an income and helping people that I just didn't allow myself to just serve and then sell, but serving first. And the more you do that, the more success you will have promise. But part of that is saying no to some people because some people are not your people and that's okay. So I have three just quick highlight points over this that I want to dive into, okay? Number one, maybe your offer doesn't actually solve their problem. So what this could look like is say you have an awesome potential client who you really mesh with, you definitely feel like you can help, but of all the ways that they can work with you, you only have capacity for one specific thing. Say it's a course or a group coaching. I'm just speaking to my coaches for right now. If they are not a fit for that offer, either they're too advanced or too new, don't force them in. You are do even if they literally have the checkbook ready to go, do not force them in. They will not be successful and you won't. Because at the end of the day, just because you got the money today doesn't mean you're actually helping them grow and change. And long term, that could actually really hurt you and their business. And this is something, again, humbly I bring to you. Because I think so often we want these quick quick wins. And if someone's willing us willing to pay us money, we feel like it's a missed opportunity if we don't take it. And I think the more you can just be confident in you doing things the way that you do it, if you can be honest with yourself that your 
process, your offer, your service isn't going to achieve the goals they're looking for, you're going to be respected way more. There may be tears shed. They may be bummed out. You can still like them as a person. But at the end of the day, you're going to have so much more respect and it saves a space for the person who is the right fit for that service offer solution. This example applies to any business. Another way of looking at this would be maybe you're a photographer and you have a very specific style that you shoot, but someone with a completely different style really likes you and wants you to do their wedding and they're trying to force you to kind of take on their style. You're setting both of you up for failure if you take that project on. Same with hair. In the hair world, when I had my own hair salon, I distinctly remember a client who wanted to be like blonde everywhere and their hair was pretty dark naturally. And I tried my best to get it there. And ultimately, I had to be honest with myself that I just wasn't able to achieve the look that her and I wanted. And I broke up with her. And it was devastating because I really liked her as a person. But I felt so much more stronger in myself. And she had so much more respect for me for doing that. And she was able to go to someone who was able to achieve that desired look. doesn't mean something's wrong with me and Kelsey, the hairstylist. But the more I can just be honest about my skill set and matchmaking my skills to the correct clients, the right people, we both win. And that's what we want at the end of this, right? So be able to discern if that is what is going on here. Number two, maybe it's a, not the right person, but you can help their problem. And I think sometimes this can be in the hair world. An example might be maybe you have a client you don't quite personality is okay. Maybe you're like cordial, but you're not like best friend status. Their hair looks good, but they're going home. And they're not taking care of it the way that you would. That's a perfect example of this. So it's okay to say no to people simply because they're not going to do their part to help you do what you do. And maybe you don't care. Maybe you're a hairstylist that you don't even care products because you don't care what people do at home. That's their own time. That doesn't factor into how you do hair. That's your choice. That's not who I'm speaking to. But if you have really great offers, you think you can help them, but ultimately the mindset, the personality traits, the character that they have as a human being doesn't align with you. And it's not something you feel you can work with in a professional way, then let them go. Let them go. That money, that quick dollar today is not worth it. And I think sometimes we need to hear that out loud because if, especially if money is tight, you know, the well is drying up, that's the time we turn into this desperation mode and we ignore number one and two, like I just listed, and we start doing everything for everyone. And again, nobody wins in that scenario. No one benefits from that scenario. And then number three in how to say no to clients is this. Remember, you're the boss. You don't owe them anything. And if they're not a fit, it's best if you both move on. And that can be so hard. I've gone through this in both of my businesses. It's heartbreaking. Nobody wants that. But at the end of the day, it's what's best for everyone. And I even replay it all the way back to there's times maybe I've worked with customers that in the beginning, if I'm honest with myself, they weren't a fit to begin with. And that's a little bit on me. But that's a lesson I can take with me moving forward. And I definitely have. I've gotten really choosy on who I work with for a reason, because I want people to work with me who work with me. I want them to win. And for them to win, there's a few key things they also have to do on top of me as their coach in order for that magic to happen. So when you're thinking about you and your business and your clients, are there some people who are energetically just kind of bringing you down? Are there some people that are just difficult to work with? Are there some people who... Don't respect your boundaries. I do have to add here, though, 
if you taught them that it was okay to not respect your boundaries, that's on you, friend. That is on you. If you're giving out your cell phone number, if you're letting them text you on the weekends and you are actively responding and you have trained them to have this expectation where you're accessible 24-7, you cannot be mad at the client in that scenario. That's on you. If you want to change it, that's where you have to communicate with them and follow up and stick to those boundaries and revisit them. But that is a lot harder of a road to implement that along the way versus starting off on that strong boundary-centric foothold to begin with. So to recap this episode, I just want you to stop saying no to things from a place that isn't truly deeply authentic and known about who you are and start to say no to things from a place of abundance, meaning, oh, I I need a quick dollar. I, I just, I have to say yes. I need to just show up for a couple more hours. You know, I need to pay the bills. You know, I just need to pay off my vacation. I just went on. I want you to step away from making decisions from that place of desperation because you will never get out and you will never lead up to that next level of leadership and CEO status that you need to be in your business. That's why I talk about this all the time, because I think this is a topic that a lot of us just gloss over and then we blink and we realize we're working with clients that we don't exactly love or we're doing services that we're not exactly excited about anymore or we're turning things down that maybe actually would have been transformational and life-changing for us for silly reasons that don't matter. I'm not saying to go into debt. That's not what I'm preaching here. I just, I think the more you can build this strong filter system and run things through it, you're just going to be able to accomplish so much more, so much quicker. And if you're ever stuck, a hot tip, and again, back to the story of those two clients, a hot tip for anyone listening. If you're on the fence of a decision, whether it's investing in something or whether or not to take on a project or client, try to sell it to someone else. Be like, hey, I have this opportunity. Here's why I think I should do it. And as you're saying this out loud, you'll know, you'll be able to tell if it's a hell yes or everything else, because ultimately it comes down to that. And to be a true powerful CEO, you have to be decisive, like I mentioned earlier. And I think that's something that we just don't teach. It's not something we talk about and it's not something we encourage people to do. And being picky and having those boundaries and being laser focused, honed in on who you're working with, why, what ways they can work with you doesn't mean you're a jerk. It doesn't mean you're selfish. It just better positions you to do a better job for your clients. And that's what you want at the end of the day. So I hope you take this episode and I hope you think of all the opportunities coming up, potential clients coming in. I hope you run them through this new filter that you were building for yourself because at the end of the day, Working with me or not, this is something you get to build for you, and it's something you can revisit and refine along the way, but it gets to happen because otherwise, when you're saying no to things, you're doing it out of awareness of all of these other pieces, and you may be missing out on some transformational life-altering opportunities that are right in front of you. You just are too afraid to jump into. So I hope this episode was helpful. I need your help, though. If you're listening and you're like, wow, Kelsey, this was super helpful. Will you do me a giant favor and will you share this with your friends? I love this podcast. It has served me well. It's been so fun to be a part of. I have so many exciting things happening. I can't quite tell you and share all of the information quite yet, but it would really, truly help me if you shared this show specifically with your friends that would be in the world and I would truly appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you next time.
And that's a wrap. Thank you for hanging out on this week's episode of When I Grow Up with your host, Kelsey, aka me. As always, I love what I do and it's because of you. Be sure to check out the website, kelseymarieknutson.com slash podcast for today's show notes. And don't forget to leave a review on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. That's all for now. Catch you next time on When I Grow Up.